All roads lead to the vein. Hey, what's up everyone? Brad Chmielewski here. So this is not a full episode of Shadow of the Vein. This is one of those mini-sodes. Uh, on these mini-sodes, I grab either a specific topic or a specific person, and we kind of go over, we go over something. Uh, in this case, um, got T. Tigers joining me. We're going over his uh, recent article that he put out about the 5v5 3.0 meta over on Medium. There's a link in the show notes or not show notes, the description here. There's no show notes because we're just talking about uh, this article. Uh, but we go into some more of the depth there, some of his uh, thoughts and opinions that maybe you didn't see or read about in this article and you just had some more thoughts on it. I asked him about this weapon power Batiste because I want to know more about this and how I can take advantage of it. Uh, there are a little bit of audio issues on his end. I wasn't sure if it was my recording or uh, coming from his end, so hopefully I cleaned that up the best I could. Sorry if it's a little uh, a little hard to hear, but hopefully it's not too bad. You can still hear everything on both ends. Uh, but yeah, so definitely hopefully you enjoy this. I hope to do more of these mini-sodes. I know I was trying to do them uh, every couple weeks or so, so hopefully you like them. Be sure to leave a comment, or if you wanted to see or hear from somebody else that maybe uh, doesn't have time to do a full episode of Show the Vein and run down all the news and everything and just kind of want to hear, like, uh, one thought on, like, an article or what it takes to be a, a captain player or how to carry, things like that. Um, love to just leave a comment, let me know, and hopefully we can grab that person as well. All right, let's get into the, this little conversation. Shatter the vein. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another uh, Shatter the Vein mini-sode. And on this episode, I got T-Tigers joining me to talk about his uh, recent article he put up on the Vanglory 3.0 5v5 meta. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for uh, welcoming me, having me here. Yeah, this is this is great. Uh, do you want to give a little introduction of who you are? If for whatever reason someone hasn't seen you playing or hasn't hasn't seen you around in the Vanglory community over the last years, but uh, I guess a little small introduction would be great. Okay, of course. So I'm the jungler for Tribe Gaming, and recently last year we won the World Championship for Vanglory, which was pretty hype. So. Yeah, congratulations there. So I think you know a thing or two about how to play Vanglory then. <laughs> I hope so, at least. I hope so. <laughs> cool. uh, so, yeah, you put up this article on Medium. I know you said you're hopefully going to have more coming, correct? Uh-huh. I'm thinking about writing more. It's just whenever I have time or mm -hmm. I have new inspirations. Nice. Uh, so I guess before we dive into this, how are you liking the switch from uh, 3v3 to 5v5? Well, it's different, but 5v5 is definitely better. It's more fun, it's more exciting, and it's like the more players, the better, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much more things to do. And it's like 5v5 team fights are honestly, uh, I don't like, I don't know how to describe them, but it's just like a everybody just is in there just fighting each other, and it's kind of crazy. And it's just so, so <laughs> they're, they're like so fun. Yeah. When you actually like, 
legitimate 5v5 team fights mm -hmm. yeah especially with a coordinated team i'm sure uh like i'm i'm mostly playing like a lot of solo queue or just having just goofing off but you're probably you and tribe and other people are probably planning a lot more and trying things uh getting ready for preseason and whatnot <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's definitely part of the the thing with the 5v5 casual queue it's it's like it's it's casual right so it's not like super serious and i think um you know when maybe rain comes out it'll be like more fun and maybe help five five more overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of, I guess, how I treat it and how I try to tell people, like, it is just a casual queue right now. You should have have fun, figure out the meta, and just and try things maybe you wouldn't do in rank, too, because it's different. Like, you have a, the queue system is totally different, too, so you're not, you're not losing or gaining anything playing against someone who's brand new or someone like yourself who's been playing for years. <laughs> pretty much cool uh, so then yeah i think the meta is one of these things that a lot of people are just always like questioning and trying to figure out because it's we haven't had any pro games to watch and that usually influences the meta so much uh, in any esports so i think you putting out this article is awesome uh, so yeah let's uh, let's dive into it a little bit i guess uh the first bit uh, what I guess maybe we'll dive into some little pieces of it, but what overall, what are you seeing in the five v five meta currently? So currently, it's kind of changed, or I kind of have new opinions over the past. I don't know how many days since I read it, but it's more or less the same. I think it's certainly become more defined as a CP carry top lane, mm -hmm. and either either like it's situational based on what you want in bot lane. It's depending on, you know, maybe draft or where your team wants to play as a team comp. Okay. So it's starting to become more defined that way. But besides that, everything's pretty similar. And also teams are experimenting more in the early game, you know, just testing invades, testing their limits with, you know, unique cams. Like, sometimes you can just place camps in places where people don't expect, which is really good for the early game. And yeah. tracking the jungle. Uh, do you play any... Uh... League of Legends or other MOBAs that were 5v5 beforehand? Um, I did play League uh, years ago, though. Like okay. four years ago. But that's okay. a long time ago. Okay, so you don't have as much... Uh, like, I, I played it, I guess, recently, and a lot of people kind of sometimes look to these other MOBAs to influence this. So I think it's good that you're coming at it from a angle that's, like, thinking more Vainglory versus League. Like, you have to have a tanky top laner and you have to have two people in the bottom lane but i think that's something you also have to realize Bangalore is not league so <laughs> <laughs> that's true it's it's completely different i think it's also you know hero balancing it's in Bangalore, just it's so easy for range here to stack dragon die or bp and just do a lot of damage as team fights progress mm -hmm. i don't think league has a stacking item like that which you know it's a makes a big difference in team fights yeah definitely uh so it's kind of like yeah you said that the top and bottom cp carry and whatnot uh i think i'd love to dive more into the each role and each lane a little bit uh maybe first the the jungle role because this is one of those roles that uh maybe doesn't feel as defined uh in 5v5 as it did in uh, 3v3 because uh, there's two sides of it, and it doesn't seem like the experience and levels and gold is there like it was in three v three. But so, what are you what are you seeing in five v five jungle role at the moment? 
So how, how, what I feel about the jungler right now is, you know, more like a supportive hero that just applies pressure early game and ganks for his teammates. It's because jungle camps take a while to spawn too. Yeah. And because your teammates clear it as well, it's it's just really hard to get farmed sometimes. So basically, when I play jungle, I like to, you know, just base scout camps where I can track the opposing jungler and just like walk between lanes to apply pressure and game players. Mm -hmm. So then as you, as you go into the later game, you're this uh, more supporty tanky hero, right? Uh, uh, usually, usually, yeah, it's transitioned to more utility based, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you can just, um, so what I think about the jungler you early game, just build pure damage. Okay. You'll be ganking. You'll be ganking, and people, you know, if you gank and get the damage off, and they die, like you don't need defense. But like you said, late game, mid game, late game, just transition to more tanky utility player team. And usually, on some heroes, you can change builds to like with Grumjaw more recently. In three v three, I would never build Echo on Grumjaw since it's just kind of a waste of gold. Right. I think Echo has its own merit on Grumjaw, just as a pure utility. Grumjaw doesn't really do damage late game. Okay. And you can just build tank, build Echo, and just you know make that transition from damage to utility in that way. That makes sense. Okay. Um, I, I saw in the article you mentioned Weapon Baptiste, and I think a lot of people saw that and i've even had a few people comment like asking for gameplay videos on weapon baptiste so i i need to uh, how how and why is weapon baptiste working in the jungle role right now uh so weapon baptiste is pretty strong and if you put attack speed on i think i'm pretty sure they buffed him in 3.02 right or sometime giving him his weapon power ratio when he gets uh four stacks or whatever yeah it's so. like 0.3 instead of 0.25, but in any case, it's if you it's because if you build attack speed on what power Baptiste, like you first build BP then build two, mm -hmm. you can easily get four auto attacks and during each auto attack you, you heal right, you heal four auto attacks then you get your empowered and you just have that bonus damage and you can just start stacking BP pretty quickly with those attacks. Mm -hmm. And additionally, Ordain is a pretty strong gaming tool since early game no one has a reflex and it's pretty much a guarantee. You know, or, or not like a guaranteed kill or anything, but you know, you're forced to and force damage onto the opposing carry. Right. Uh, but it, it's one of those, like, it also uh, is very strong in that early mid game, but it does it, does it carry into the late game very well? I guess the Ordain helps throughout the game. So yeah, that's part of it. Because, you know, Baptiste Fear is AOE. It's pretty, it's pretty useful for late game utility as well. And Baptiste, with weapon power, you can just transition into you know, build BP, build shit. If you put a third item, often if you're ahead, but you can just transition to, you know, build ADS, build a metal jacket, and just tank for your team again. Because you have frontline, you can do a lot of damage, and you heal with your auto attack. So it's a pretty good frontline as well. Nice. Um, and then, so, yeah, so you have your jungler kind of building that utility later in the game, and then you have your, your hyper carry is usually in this mid lane, right? You kind of mentioned usually your CP, your crystal power hero. Yeah, crystal power heroes is just really strong because they're, most crystal power heroes are all, you know, AOE heroes. Mm -hmm. You know, Varya, Celeste, Scarf, etc. And in five, five team fights, they'll just be dishing out a ton of ton of damage. And crystal buff is, honestly, crystal buff and one power buff are like 
essential for late game team fights. Your opponent carry has one and yours don't. It's honestly such a big, a big of difference. And just consider the percentage of how much uh, power it gives you. Like I think twenty percent on both CP and weapon power, which is pretty insane. Like late game with four four offensive items, that's a huge boost in damage. Like I think more than infusion maybe. Oh so yeah, so then if you stack that with an infusion, you're like you're pretty deadly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just crazy how much. Like even when you go super tanky, you just get melted, which is why you just have most team fights are kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back to the CP heroes. Yeah, they're pretty much your main carries. That's why I think we're starting to see more CP top laners as part of the meta. Okay. Because late game, they can two CP laners will do the same amount of damage, and probably if your opponent if opponent's team doesn't have one. You probably, I mean, you probably will win a team fight depending on how it goes. Yeah, I guess that or makes. You have a higher chance. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because you said like those those heroes as you get late game four items buffs infusions those tanks just get melted. Like I've noticed, I've played a tanks a few times, and you are not tanky. Like you you can't stand there and like just frontline all this damage like you might in uh, another MOBA or something like that. Like those these carries just destroy you. <laughs> no, that's that's pretty much true. It's, so it's a lot harder to play heroes like Crow and Glaive late games, and you can't really frontline anymore. You can maybe take a couple hits and leave, then leave. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like two additional players, you just explode if you're taking too much on the front line. Right. Uh, so. Is your is usually that their tank gonna still be your support rather than wasting maybe I don't I don't want to say wasting but rather than throwing the support or a tanky hero in the top lane probably want to see that more in the support the captain role. So yeah, the captain usually has to be tanky. I think most people have just been playing or uh, you know Arden and Grace like I mentioned in the article because Grace shields Arden Gauntlet they're super game changing in a team fight. Mm-hmm. And additionally, I, I honestly think Finn has his own merit too, since he's he's uh, extremely tanky and he can frontline better than anybody else. Yeah. Like if you have a Finn just booting into your team and you, and you have like maybe like two CP carries behind the Finn and the Finn just makes so much space for the carries, it's actually it's actually a really viable comp as well. Nice. Uh, so then that that support or that captain role, you're you're almost playing the same role that you would have in 3v3 just trying to keep your your for your friends and your allies alive right you don't you don't necessarily have to think about the game that much differently than you were from one mode to the other right yeah it's, it's pretty much the same but like you can vary your builds to things fountain it's okay it was essential in 3v3 but in 5v5 it's like it's still obviously really good but you do not always have to be a first by Right. In team fights or like early games, there's not a lot of team fights, right? So usually, if you're fountain, you're fountain like maybe one or two people, sometimes three, but like rarely all like all five players. Yeah. So sometimes you can just build, or you can just build, you know, cooldown or something more utility based. Mm, maybe like you're playing. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, and like as a. Uh, I, I often play captain in solo queue. You're now having to watch 
five people and getting those fountains are much harder than they were. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true. If someone, if someone takes so much damage, like you don't really want to fountain him if all other players are really healthy. Yeah. At least five. <laughs> uh, so you would recommend maybe going to that scout cam as your first item on your uh, captain? Uh, uh, not necessarily. I don't, the scout cam is obviously really good and it provides a lot of vision, but I think with good, uh, honestly, in a coordinated 5v5 pro team, it's, it should be like, it shouldn't be, a, or, okay, so what I'm trying to say is, and you should kind of have a general idea of where the jungler is, and everybody should be aware. So it should be hard for the jungler to gank, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah, because you were, you were saying the buffs take so long to spawn, you're gonna know where they are, right? Like they won't have mm -hmm. they won't have that much to do after the first like two minutes. Yeah, so a lot of the times the jungler you can just sit in a bush for like twenty seconds after you get the first clear. He's literally nothing spawning. Right. You just sit there and just keep on waiting for the clothing lane to overextend if you really want to. Mm -hmm. And you know, you never know, the clothing jungler might be doing the same. So and also the thing is every every um Laner has two cams, so it's it's honestly side laners only need one cam really to be safe, and mid laner and supports usually have a mid so they can place their own cams. So super scout's good, but I think maybe at a higher level it's not that useful as your first item. Oh okay, good to, good but, to know. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say, maybe you can do this for like cooldown or etc. To maybe have your skills. And so I was playing with Gabe the other day. He didn't build fountain for a while. He just went like, I, I forgot what he went, but it was like crucible, clockwork, and just, it was cool down and just, uh, you know, not fountain basically. Right. And you're, <laughs> seeing, really and you're seeing a lot of the supports build a little bit of damage maybe early on. Cause like you said, people don't have those reflex blocks and uh, a lot of people, I'm, I'm sure as you in coordinated teams, you start to have a little more defense and a little more up. Uh, uh, game sense so you're not going to get killed as easily but solo queue you could build a little damage early on and take someone down as the yeah captain. i think that's fine honestly <laughs> but i'm fountain fountain first place probably still really good though like i would i would still recommend it but i'm just saying there are other options as okay. well currently nice uh so then talking about that early game uh you kind of had towards the end of this article this first rotation you're called this out as very important for everyone should know and for your own sanity and theirs as well uh, but i'd love to dive into that a little bit more um, just like okay, why sure. yeah why what are your recommendations for this first rotation so i guess the basic point of the rotation is so your laners can get level two and you can just clear everything mm -hmm. and you know it's very symmetric and you get XP, you get level two, and there's nothing for the opposing jungler to invade or take to, okay. which is a pretty big deal. Obviously, everybody or a lot of, or I think basically everybody knows how, how it works at a pro level or in the private type play. So people have been experimenting, you know, maybe they're just invade the healer by themselves, try to take it, disrupt it a little bit, mm -hmm. or maybe five men invade a buff. But in general, it's, it's pretty, um, it's still pretty relevant. And 
the other thing is, if people invade, it's like it's like that map is mirrored. So let's say people invade your blue, you can just there's three people invading your blue, you can just send three people to their blue and you just squat. Right. It's, it's really strange. Like <laughs> if they they went to, they go to your top side jungle, you go to their top side jungle, they clear your top side jungle, you clear their like bottom side jungle. So in the end, it's it's even if invades happen, sometimes you can just end up being symmetric in the way. So it's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. I I love the invade because I the the first I don't know what two three minutes of the game, uh, it doesn't seem like it matters as much in five v five. So I like just going for the invade just to see if you can disrupt that and kind of cause a little bit of that chaos to get people shaken up. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely true. Like supports, you know, just sitting in a bus while waiting to see a camp. It's it's pretty annoying if you don't expect it. Uh, uh, so that, uh, I guess, the jung if the jungle gets cleared right away, then you kind of have this, uh, what, two people in t at least two lanes kind of helping push or get set up those ganks to make a, I guess, that, get that first blood, right? That's kind of the goal. And then hopefully snowball one of those lanes. Yeah, that's pretty much the goal. So if people are pushing lanes directly, usually they're, they're always level one pretty much. And usually both players will be level four. They're, both players will be level two, though, if they cleared. So usually that person decides immediately if you just go to lane. But that's, so people don't really do that. So it's the clearest mirrored, and then everybody heads to lane. There's like a there's like a huge downtime for the junglers who is literally nothing spawning. Right. The junglers are just like sitting around waiting for someone to overextend, and it, it's pretty pretty funny how it goes to be honest. Nice. Okay. Well, I think that I. I would recommend everyone go and check out the full article. You, there's more of it in there. You recommend some team comps. Uh, one of them, one of your favorites here at the top was the Rona, Kashka, Celeste, Ringo, and Arden. Is that kind of one you're seeing uh, the most or the one you like? Uh, to be honest, most of those comps, I just, you know, it just, it just it fits right here. They're not necessarily the best comps okay. or, <laughs> or anything, but if, I can. I think there's a pretty well defined like what are the best heroes in each position or like the most viable, I guess. Um, right yeah, now, because you mentioned like Grace and Arden in the support role, uh -huh. and then uh, Varia, Samuel, Celeste, CP Vox in the mid lane. Uh, yeah. So I was just listing options, but. For mid lane, it's, I think Samuel, it's, it's a general consensus, is the best uh, mid laner, followed by Varya, Celeste. Oh, wow. Okay. I think right now. CP Fox has its own merits too, but people aren't playing it as much for some reason. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say in, in jungle, people are leaning more towards weapon power junglers too. And it's pretty interesting because. The red buff is super strong, right? Yeah. So people will play um, web power junglers and take red buff. And it leads to like, an interesting situation where people don't really gank top lane as much as bottom and middle lane since red buff is in bottom side, right? And the jungler takes it and he's just staying bottom side too. So it's like another interesting aspect of how things, you know, how junglers are moving around in the map. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, what about? These top and top and bottoms are kind of just do those vary quite a bit. So, 
it kind of vary. So bottom lane is probably the most diverse since you can either go weapon power range carries or melee weapon power heroes. Either way. So the best one is right now is Gwyn. Gwyn is the best range hero because her damage, this initial front up burst is like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It blows people up and if you get to head, like people just explode. <laughs> She's like three shots people, which is honestly ridiculous. And that's that's the thing about five v five too though is no one no one builds defense everybody just builds pure damage from mid late game <laughs> so like if one lane gets ahead it's it's exposing everybody else mm. and for top lane I think I said this earlier but it's leaning more towards the CP carries just for the sake of having a few CP carries mm. and honestly one of the strongest right now is probably CP Lorelai oh like, really okay. Yeah, her damage is ridiculous. Even with just the alternating current and her barrier off her ult, it's literally it's like a full, another full health barrier. It's literally like you just have to play it and see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone loves diving the turrets, so having that barrier really helps. Like you may live from that dive. <laughs> no, no, oh yeah, that's true. You definitely live because the barrier is so huge. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's really insane mm-hmm, how good yeah. CP Lorelai is, and just you know her general utility again. Her slow is really annoying in team fights, and her stun is it does a lot of damage if people sit in it too. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've been having I don't I haven't played her full carry yet, but I've played her as a the cap or the support role a couple times and had uh, most of the kills in the early game just <laughs> from those fish foods and things like that. Yeah, I won't be surprised if people start experimenting with, you know, like you said, playing lower last support, but with maybe some damage in the beginning too, just yeah. to poke people. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, like I was saying, like, this is a, I think it's a great article and seeing this stuff from people like you and uh, other videos that are coming out from some of the other pro players are just great, especially gives people insight into... Uh, uh, just what they should be playing rather than running around the map, just trying different things. So I love, I love reading this and I, I can't wait to uh, keep an eye out for the next one. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts on what you might be putting together or still wait for that inspiration to strike? It sounds like people are interested in, you know, I kind of just listed heroes and the, you know, my own opinion on the tier list. Like I just kind of explained. So maybe that's like a, something people would be interested in. Yeah. The, yeah, the 5v5 3.0 tier list would be great. I think that that might help uh, uh, define some picks here right now before the preseason starts and everything. So that'd be great. I'll keep up. Well, T Tigers, thanks for thanks for joining me and taking some time today to chat. No, of course, it's my pleasure. So. Uh, and yeah, everyone, there's a link in the notes in the description. So check out this article and uh, definitely go. F- follow T Tigers up on Twitter. He's usually sharing and talking about the game there as well. Oh, I'll, that'll do it for this mini-sode, and I'll be back uh, hopefully with another one or a full episode of the podcast very soon. Take care. Let's get this over with. <laughs>